Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is dedicated in gratitude to Rotem Ben Tamara Rosen for his and his family's health and success, sponsored anonymously. Rabotai, we also have a refuah shlema for Meir Ben Adelia. Bezat Hashem refuah shlema for what the for what Rabotai, I love this parasha, and I think. There's so many examples, so many ideas that I think are uh, they're seminal ideas, they're essential concepts. And I wanted to just discuss one more with you today. Our rabbis explained to us that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created man, he created them initially Zachar Unikeva Bera'am. He created them as male and female together. And then God takes a rib from the first uh, man and from that he fashions uh, a, a woman. Again, what these ideas mean is a, a difficult idea where there's no way for us to know without, without thinking, you know, without uh, uh, understanding Hashem's processes, how God did such a thing. You know, what does that even refer to on, in a practical level? But in, in some way, this, this idea, this woman came from an initial being of male and female. And the famous question that's asked, and we've discussed this before, is why is it that God created first, you know, he created this man, and then afterwards he created a, a female. What was the point where God needed to have this person, this Adam, feel like he was alone, and then to have God bring him this, uh, this uh, Isha, this Zivug, and then now, Hazaku Baruch, now he can get married. Why did God do it from that, in that perspective, when for all other animals on earth, uh, both partners were created in, in, in the initial uh, in the initial act of creation, and the answer I think is a, is a very powerful answer. You know, one of the things that that a, a person needs to have before they can have love is a yearning for love. So let me explain this one more time. Before you can love someone, you need to want to love someone. You need to desire, and I don't mean to desire them, but you need to desire the concept. Uh, uh, of love. And, and what that means is that when a person sometimes is going through the process of trying to find the shiduch and they feel very lonely and they're asking Borei Olam why is God giving me this feeling where I can't find the person that I really want? There's an element that was built into creation where the fact that I want something, that I'm desiring, that I, I'm praying for something it creates within me ultimately a greater capacity for the thing that I actually want. So in other words, let's give an example. You have someone who, uh, uh, who waits a long time to get married, and then they finally find this amazing wife, and then now they're faced with a challenge to the relationship. The love that this person has for that person can run much deeper than an ordinary high school sweethearts that never had to look beyond their own classroom to find love. It was very, very easy. The fact that something is missing and then it's provided allows for a much deeper element because you know what it felt like to not have it. And ultimately, in our world, most often, we create our definitions by distinction. And what that means is that if I'm trying to figure out what the feeling of gratitude for sight is, the only way to think about how precious sight is is to imagine for one second what life would be like without having it. It's what we always say. That's why the Berachot and Berachot HaShachar 
are phrased in the negative. We don't say thank you God for sight. We say thank you God, pokeach ivrim, who opens the eyes of the blind. Zokef kivufim. You know, you want to talk about being able to stand, to walk, you know, to move around properly. Think of what it feels like to have someone who doesn't have that stability or that example. So we only, we understand things by contrasting and comparing. So when a person doesn't have something, suddenly uh, that winds up having, ha- happening in a stronger way. Rabotai, I think that, uh, that that's part of a deep truth that we find unfolding in the entire Sefer of Bereshit. Where the Gemara asks a question, how come our forefathers and our foremothers, why, why were they people who, were, who struggled to have children? And the Gemara's answer is, Because God desires the prayers of the Sadiqim. Now that's a very strange language to use with God. Right? Hashem desires their prayers, which is a strange thing. And not only that, let me add to that. If the guy is already a Sadiq, so odds are he's not sleeping through Shaharit. Right? He's already a Sadiq. So what's the, why does God put him through that? And the answer is, on the first level of understanding, is that there's no comparison whatsoever between the way a person prays when they need something, and the way a person prays when they're just trying to maintain something. You have a, a marriage, you pray to Hashem, Hashem, please let my marriage continue to be good. That's not the same thing as when you just have such a big fight that you think it's all over. Or, or when someone is looking for that zivug and they can't find it. But a deeper understanding of those words, reveals that actually HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't just wait for the tefillah of tzaddikim, but He waits for every person to have the type of prayer that could be classified as a prayer of a tzaddik. The prayer of a tzaddik is said with such tremendous devotion and so, with such tremendous emunah that without God I wouldn't have anything. So even a rasha has in him a tefillatan shel tzaddikim. It just requires him to feel like he's missing something, okay? And when he feels that way, then he prays with such devotion and such, you know, chanina, uh, he's begging God. That's how a tzaddik always prays. So that, pro- that process is there. So when Adam Arishon looks around and he doesn't have a partner and he wants it so much, it's only then that he's prepared to be able to love. Because if you understand and feel and remember and zone in on what it feels like to not have love, then when there are times in love that a person feels like they have to give up something for it, they remember why they're willing to and they make those sacrifices. Rabotai, one of the great uh, blessings uh, and curses of the human experience is our ability to... um, to adapt. It's what helps us survive, right? You learn to adapt to a new environment. And that's true on every level of understanding. Adapt or die is not just a, a term that's used in survival of the fittest. It's a term that exists in every environment that a person finds themselves in. I think we know that now in this time more than most times that we've experienced in our lives. So a person needs to be able to pivot and change and do something different. 
But it is that same ability to adapt to a new situation and to make myself comfortable and operate within that new situation. It, that same blessing is also a curse because it means that all the wonderful things that you have in your life, as you adapt to accept and start being or behaving in a way where you learn that new area and behavior and situation, you eventually begin to forget that that situation is anomalistic. It's not the way it always is. It's not the way it always was. And I forget, and this becomes my new normal. Once you have a new normal and you accept the new normal, your brain just kind of shuts out everything else. It stops you from having that recognition. So Rabotai, it's an important feature of love for every man to remember that Adam was nivra yahidi. He was created alone. And this unbelievable journey happened where two souls had to find each other in a very crowded world. You know, if you lose somebody in a train station, you know, you look for five minutes, ten minutes, eventually, you know, now we can call them. But before you could call them, you went down to the information, you're standing on the street looking around. What are the odds in a busy train station of finding someone? Slim. How about if you have to find someone in Great Adventures, where there's 15,000, 20,000 people there? Even slimmer. How hard is it for one neshama to find its other intended soul in a, in a world, a planet of seven billion people? It's remarkable. And that, for that reason, Borei Olam, he, uh, he created Adam Arishon first, in his first state, alone, so he would desire that thing, and once he desired that thing, he'd be willing to make the sacrifices that were required. The same thing was true as well for the children that the Avot would bring ultimately. The nature and what they would have to put into those children was enormous. So in, in creating this desire, this gap, this lacking that they had, it turned out that they were so much more invested in the future of their children and in educating them and in spending the time with them because they understood how precious, how precious that thing was. Um, but Rabotai, I want to just end on this note. It turns out actually, you see Adam Arishon, uh, you know, the first test that he has in his relationship, if the Chava feeds him, from the Etzadad, God says to Adam Arishon, He says, How'd you do it? You ate from the fruit. And Adam Arishon says, Ha'isha asher The woman that you played, the woman that you gave me, he not she gave to me and, and I ate. And uh, our rabbis tell us that more even than the sin of eating from the Etzadad was the sin of kifiyut tova, the lack of gratitude that Adam Arishon had. Um, in, in saying to God, look, it was your, the gift that you gave me was defective. You gave me a woman and this is what she gave me. You know, um, Rabotai, I think there's a tremendous lesson there. Look at how fast Adam Arishon had forgotten the blessing that he had. Look how fast. Our rabbis tell us it was the same day. So already in such a short span of time, he forgot this idea of Lotov Heyota Adam Levador. Thank you, Borei Olam, for giving me this, you know, this, uh, this wife. And he, he could have, instead of saying, he could have said, we made a mistake. In fact, our rabbis tell us that the tikkun for Adam Arishon came later on in David. Adam Arishon had the Sefer HaDorot. He opens up, he sees that there's a neshama of David HaMelech that's supposed to change the world, but doesn't have enough life to be able to do so. Adam Arishon had a thousand years and he gave years of his life to David HaMelech 
How long did David Amelech live? 70 years. How long did Adam Arishon live now? 930. He gave those years to David Amelech. So when we see an idea like that, in, you know, which is a Kabbalistic, a mystical, a spiritual idea, our first reaction is to be like, oh, okay, very nice, Azak Baruch. But really what we're saying is that there was an element of tikkun that God wanted um, uh, Adam to be able to have the fix that he needed to fix his soul. So he gave him the ability to have uh, a, 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 a retrial through David HaMelech, where David also has a very similar idea. Natan Hanavi says to him, you could have any woman in your world that you want, and you have to choose you know, the, the wife of this, uh, you know, Bathsheba, and, and that's who you needed. Now, again, in the end, what the Gemara says, if you think David HaMelech made a mistake, he's making, you're making a mistake if you think he did a sin. But on David's level, again, maybe not for now, it was something that wasn't, that wasn't 100% correct. So, Natan Navi, in expressing to David the mistake that he made, he said, look, you know, you have Ashir, he has many different she, has many different... Then he goes and he sees that Ani only has one sheep, and he takes the Ani's sheep and he uses that sheep. It's an analogy to what happened with Adam Arishon. Adam Arishon was told by God, you can eat from any of the trees in the garden, just this one you can't have. And Adam Arishon ate through a proxy of, of Chava. He ate, he ate from that tree. But David Amelech, in the same situation, his response is, Chatati negdi tamid. My sin remains in front of me always. I regret, I had due teshuvah on that. Adam Arishon was given that, was given that uh, uh, tikkun through the process, through the idea. And that's what it means that he gave years of his life to Adam Arishon. A fascinating concept. Now, if that's the case, I think we learn a beautiful lesson as well. Because if this idea of not having something is sometimes given to a person in my personal life to be able to then have something better because of the way I, uh, the way I went through that uh, point in my life. So not having parnasa is designed to be able to give me the work ethic that then ultimately will allow me to achieve tremendous success or vice versa. So the, lacks, the lacking that we get in our life is built on, uh, on future investment. It could be in this world, it could be in the next. If that's the case, Rabotai, then it's important for us to actually look for the dips in our life and not just the hills, not just the top of the graph, but the bottom of the graph, and to ask ourselves, what did I get? What did I gain from that time? Because ultimately, that can help turn a person's life around. People live with resentment for the difficult times that they went through in their life. But if they could imagine or understand or see that it was those times that actually gave them the better ones, then suddenly they relate to that in the most unbelievable way. There's no way that Michael Jordan becomes the greatest ball player of all time without being cut from his high school team. And I always say that that coach made Michael Jordan. If you understand Jordan, the competitor that he was, it took being told you're not good enough to play at all for him to say that I'm going to be the best of all. Now, that idea, Rabotai, that idea allows a person to look back at his life and reframe completely all the negative experiences he ever or she ever had. But it takes a little time to be able sometimes to connect the dots and to understand what it was that they gained from that time. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless us always to be able to have only times of Beracha, 
only wonderful things, and even the things that seem to be a little bit less than Beracha should reveal themselves in the fullness of time to be uh, from Akadosh Bachu's hand, from mercy, from uh, kindness. Be'ezat Hashem, Amen. Rabotai, Azaku Baruch.